everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Taylor. And now we're talking, Darian. Hello and welcome. Today is August 17th and today we have Mike Forget, head varsity football coach at Darian High School. And I know I've had several requests for this interview specifically, so I'm really glad he said yes. I know I'm looking forward to football season. I think everyone is, given that last year the kids didn't really get to play because of COVID. Totally. I love football season. This is my season. I come from a big sports family, big uh, football family. Uh, So this is my language. And what a better time to interview the football varsity head coach then in August. Preseason officially started, Taylor. These guys are out in the field. The athletes are out there. They're working their tails off. So I want to hear from Coach Forget. Let's talk some strategy. Let's bring him in. Coach Forget, welcome. Thanks for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. This did is great. You, did you just come from practice, Coach? I did, yeah, absolutely. It was a good morning. Uh, we got two hours in and some film time and uh, some lifting. So, uh Guys are ready. It's it's great to be back out here after uh, all this time away. Yeah, it's been too long. This is your first week of preseason, right? Yes, we started on Monday, just like the youth league, and uh, you know, ready to go. I like it, and it's hot out there though, too, right? It actually, you know, uh, we did it in the morning, so it wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. Um, you know, so the temperature was down a little bit and it was good. Yes. You know, you, know, you mentioned to me, I didn't really realize that, that, that varsity teams only do uh, one a days now. Correct. Uh, it's a CIAC rule in the preseason that, uh, you know, you can only do one a days, two hours maximum, and then you move on, you know. Wow. Uh, How are the kids feeling? Kids are feeling good. You know, we're it's it's really uh it's really a system that's in place for us so it's not like you know every year we start with a new team we might replace some players and positions but you know the system that we have just kind of rolls everybody into their job and you know we're ready to go you know we might have to find you know a player here and there to fill a spot but pretty much everybody knows where they're going and what they're doing come the next year See that? Oh, sorry, Joe. No, it's got to be a little unique this year, though, right? Because you guys didn't really have a season last year, and that's going to make it a little tougher. Um, well, even though we didn't have a season last year, we still practiced. We got to do seven-on-seven practices okay. and things like that last year. So we did have the kids in the positions that they would eventually play once we got to contact. So we did get to see them and uh, evaluate and you know see what their performance was like in that position. Well, I was thinking too, this is like you said, the system's in place. This is the beauty of having a long-term coach at Darien. So we haven't even talked about your background, but this is not your first, second year at Darien, right? (laughs) No, definitely not my uh, first rodeo. I I came in, uh, Coach Trafone uh, found me at Massac High School in Monroe uh, back in 2011. Uh, We talked during the off-season in 2012, Coach Andy Grant and I came on from uh, Massac together, and I became the defensive coordinator. And uh, basically, it, it's all history now. Wow! So that was yeah. So ten years defensive coordinator, and then you've now for two years now been the head coach. Yes, absolutely. In, Were you in, in term year, <laughs> but still head coach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a player? Uh, I was a player. I played in high school. I played uh, one year at college, University of Rhode Island, and. Uh, 
then I decided I liked to play rugby better and found my way to that sport. But I always kept coaching the youth leagues and high schools. Uh, I was Before I moved to Connecticut, I was in Needham High School in Massachusetts coaching uh, their high school football team and, you know, found my way to Connecticut for a job. Huh. So you, did you always want to be a coach? Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I'm a teacher as well, yeah. uh, but uh, the coaching aspect of it gets you – in touch with the players you really get to learn a lot about them and and how they tick and what their lives are like you you really can't do that as a teacher because you're taking time away from the learning process but here we can learn and still build relationships as well yeah what do you teach i am a health and phys ed teacher in the fairfield public schools oh okay yeah so yeah i mean it's interesting to hear you say you build the personal relationships with the kids like that's great is that part of your philosophy in coaching like to Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we, we preach a lot of about being a family and taking care of one another. And that's the best thing that we can do is, you know, touch base with them, see how they're doing on a personal level. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be, you know, this is your job, just go and do it. And, you know, I don't care what's going on in your life. So we make sure that we touch base with the guys. Yeah, to that point, like that was one of my my big questions for you. I wanted to know what your value system was and how, what your value system is for this team, and how. And as part of that question, is this something that you've always had, or as the longer you coach, you like find these things that kind of work for you and work for your, I don't know, your compass. Well, I think uh, I, I think when you get into the head coaching aspect of it, I I was previously a head coach in the Fairfield School System. Uh, when you get into that role, it's kind of your job to put all the pieces together and, and make sure that, you know, everybody's working well together and you, you're touching base with the players. Uh, as a defensive coordinator, I, I probably wasn't that way. I was, a little, <laughs> I was a little hard on the guys and, you know, I wanted it this way. And, you know, the product that we put together is fantastic. I mean, six out of seven years before the COVID season, we went to state championship and won three of them. So, you know, I think we did a pretty good job yeah, at that. That's awesome. Yeah. What have been the differences of moving from defensive coordinator to head coach? Um, actually, it hasn't been hasn't been much of a change. Uh, I found uh, my defensive, my current defensive coordinator, Dave Brennan, he was a uh, been a friend of mine. We started coaching together at Fairfield, and uh, I found him, asked him what he was what he was doing, and you know we have like philosophies. So I sat down, talked with him a little bit, told him what I was looking for, and if he wanted to come on board, and he said he could, and you know, so I, that was kind of easy to do that. Um, you know, this year was a little bit of a transition because we lost our offensive coordinator, so. I actually had to flip sides and go to the offensive side of the ball and spend a little more time there. So that's been a little bit of a change for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not like I haven't done that before. It just has it's been 10 years. Right. That, well, you threw me off. Well, not threw me off. When we were talking before this, you said that you guys take college style football here. Is that right? Yes. Or explain that. So, so basically, it's what they call a two platoon system. So we went down and we split the team in half so at each position offensively and defensively we have depth 
in grade level. So, you know, for example, like an offensive tackle, I have probably two senior offensive tackles, two junior offensive tackles, two sophomore offensive tackles, and across the board, guard, center, quarterback as well. We try and level things out. And what it provides us is an opportunity for more players to play. So instead of your best 11 players on the field, you know, we have an opportunity for 33 players on the field with special teams and so on. Right. Uh, it also helps us practice wise. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of teams out there that don't have the numbers that we have, they'll take a day to practice offense and then they might do a little defense on that day. And then the next day they're doing defense and might do a little bit of offense. But we do two hours of defensive practice and two hours of offensive practice every day. Interesting. So do you so but what do you look for in players? And that comes up. I mean, you you kind of have the hand that you're dealt, right, of your team. So how do you? It's like a puzzle. How do you fit these different players in those positions so quickly? Well, it it, it definitely uh, the DJFL coaches and in their system in place, uh, they try and run a lot of the plays and do a lot of things that we do. We're we're in contact with them and uh, really we kind of watch the kids as they as they come through. Uh, we've had some surprises. Some players have chosen to go on to a, a private school or something like that. Some have gone on to just specialize in a sport. But, you know, for the most part, uh, we've got a great track record of keeping players and even multiple sport athletes and doing oh, a good like job. That. I like the, the shout out to the DJFL. Yeah. For people that don't know that, that's the Darien Junior Football League. Right, Taylor? Yeah, yeah. And I love that you're working with them. That's so cool. That's the synergy I'd love to see in every sport from, you know, the youngest levels up to the varsity team that's really cool i know i know how many of our athletes go on to play in college well uh this year we had five players who went on just to play college football and then we probably had another six or seven that went on to play college lacrosse and there's a lot of crossover, right? A lot of kids that play there, both. There's a lot of crossover, yeah. And you know, it helps when you have uh, when you have families that that have multiple children, and you know, <laughs> they, yeah. they kind of come through the ranks, and you know, it's yeah. uh, it, it's good to have. But yeah, it, there's me, always been a great relationship, and you know, the multiple sport thing it really helps out a lot. And again, I love that relationship between lacrosse and football, that you can allow that to happen and not, you know, be territorial about, nope, we're practicing football today. you got to be in the gym with us, not with them. That's really cool. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's pretty much uh, pretty much an unwritten law. You know, lacrosse players are lacrosse players during a lacrosse season and football players are football players during the football season. So if anyone doesn't subscribe to that, then they usually specialize and just play lacrosse or just play football. Yeah, what makes it what makes a football player better for doing two sports? Like, I, by the way, you you kind of start to rarely hear this nowadays, right, Taylor? I feel like the more we've talked to athletes, athletes, coaches, I feel like an orthopedic st- surgeon would love this. She'd yeah, be like that's great. <laughs> yes, we had that's right. We had an orthopedic surgeon that said yes. You know, cross sports that's the best way to stay healthy and stuff. But like, it's great to hear you as a varsity coach saying that you support that. Why? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I I think uh, you know. It, the players that play multiple sports tend to be in better shape. You know, they're, they're not just, there's not just that specific, you know, specificity of, of what they're doing. They, they're doing some different things, more dynamic. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. 
So it's it's good to see. We love Wait, it. Do you think they're physically in better shape? Like they can handle more. Like I know, like if you can physically doing a bunch of different, you're playing hockey, lacrosse. You know, you can withstand. You know, getting hit more. But do you think mentally as well that they have a better team sense, field sense, or mentally, or are you I, using everything? I think it's an all around athlete. I think the mental aspect of the game. You know, I mean, the lacrosse team is one countless state championships and just to be in that that position and have that mental game contributes to the type of football player that they are you know the hockey team has had success and you know basketball has come a long way and it, it's it's great to see we've got a lot of crossover kids mm, interesting well, that's a neat segue too I mean I want to talk about you know the legacy of success that you have inherited from Trafone like coach Trafone was a big name and you got big shoes to fill you guys you obviously got along. You said he brought you in, right? Like, what's your history there? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, uh, coach, you know, I started out, uh, you know, back in 2001. I was the head coach of Fairfield High School before the split of Ward and Ludlow. And, uh, you know, Coach Trafone just kind of took me under his wing as a young coach. I mean, I, I think I was like 33 years old that at that point in time. And, um, I love that's a young coach to you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it is okay. it, it, to to be a head coach. Yeah, I, I think you know that that young age. It's you know it, it's difficult the pressure that you have on you. So um, he kind of took me under his wing, and you know I sat with him and you know said, "What do you?" Because he had some success at Brian McMahon High School, won a, won a couple of state championships there. So. I said, you know, what do you do? What's your what's your schedule like? When do you do this? What do you do? And uh, he really helped me out with that. And then uh, I happened to be uh, walking through the crowd. I was scouting Darien High School at Staples for a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Rob saw me and looked at me. He's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Busted. <laughs> yeah. like, you don't blend in either, Coach. You're a big guy. <laughs> So, uh, you know, that, that was it. I'm like, well, I'm kind of here to scout you. We're, we're going to play you. And <laughs> it's flattering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, that, that was about it. That's what spawned the conversation and got me here. And it, it's, it's been great. Rob's a great guy. I still, you know, even though he's retired, I still talk to him. And uh, he actually uh, did some coaching for Stanford High School last year. And you know, we got to see each other a little bit there. Cool. Yeah. Is there pressure on you to perform to the state level again? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I mean, what do you, can you honestly tell me if you feel that pressure? Um, I, I really don't feel the pressure because I think the system that we have in place is what has got us to where we are in, you know, the players, you know, philosophy hasn't changed. We're, we're here doing the same things that we've always done since 2012 and yeah i was thinking institutionally it's probably good that you guys seem to have had you must have had a similar philosophy to stay on successfully for that long and then for the you know the kids to kind of continue that that's great Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. it's been great i know now what are we gonna do about the uh, new canning game are we gonna take them this year or (laughs) turkey bowl (laughs) turkey bowl (laughs) yeah well uh, you know they're in everything there's ebbs and flows to uh what uh, what went on uh, when when i came to town uh we were on a 10-year losing streak in 2012 wow and the 2012 team was the team you know we set a goal for them and the 2012 team was what turned it around then we won for five years straight and then they've won for three years straight and then there was the COVID season and yeah (laughs) yeah talk about pressure (laughs) yeah so uh you know it 
is there pressure? Not, not really. Cause I think the system kind of takes that away. It's, you know, the, the pressure comes from the senior class and, you know, what they, you know, I always say to them, you know, heroes live forever. How do you want to be remembered? And, you know, how do you want to be remembered as the senior class? So that's what, uh, that's what we preach. That's, that's what you cool. preach. Heroes live forever. How do you want to be remembered? <laughs> right. yeah, I like absolutely. that, Coach. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I was going to ask you what some of your sayings were. That's, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Uh, you know, uh, another one is always, uh, you know, my tagline is punched in because uh, when we come to football practice or we come to a game, you get a punch in, punch the time clock and go to work. So they know, uh, you know, once you board the bus or where, whatever we're doing, you get to punch the clock and get punched in. So I like that. I said to my husband in the morning at 8 a.m., are you punched in, Dan? Let's go. <laughs> He's when you ever yeah, punch sure. out as a parent, though, come on. <laughs> that's true. That's, true. that's, yeah. that's a good response. Uh, I'm sure I'll appreciate that one. Yeah. You, you might find me later on. Yeah, right? <laughs> what are your goals for this season? Well, I th- the goals are always the same. We we want to we want to get to that state championship, and we we want to you know go deep in the playoffs, and you know have success for the team, and as well as the athletes themselves. As part of that, do you call, let's talk college recruiting? Is that you know we kind of dance on that at the beginning? Is that a goal ever for a coach as part of your season, or is, is part of like the player development um, as a coach, or is that? Not at all. You focused on the here, the now with your team winning, getting to this through this season. Well, certainly it's the here and the now, but you know, we like players to have aspirations to be college players. And, you know, we putting the five players that we did this year in college programs was fantastic. It was, it's, it's good. And it shows that the program is going where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. What about, um, a ton of pro players now have been coming out. I mean, obviously, you've probably heard this. Pro players are coming out. They're talking about how they don't want their kids to play. They're worried about the long-term effects of playing a physical game like football. Football, I mean, all physical games, specifically football. And they talk about not even just the physical effects, but, like, a lot of these guys walk off the field after successful NFL careers. They're fine. And then, right, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, they have mental problems. What is your thoughts on that? I know you've got two little girls, so it's, you don't have to directly answer, but. Well, I, I, I think uh, a lot of what happens in the youth level, the high school level, the college level now is taking that stuff into consideration. Tackling is different these days than 10 years ago, which is different than 10 years before that. So the game and the equipment that we have is always developing and becoming better you know you have companies uh like rydell that are all or shot the helmet companies are always producing different helmets and putting out products to help athletes in that in that situation you know is a contributing factor concussions uh certainly but we we've come a long way in terms of diagnosis of how how a player is and you know their baseline testing and all that stuff and um you know we we're different in our mentality as as coaches we would never put a kid a player in a situation that was wasn't right for them if they if they took a ding if they they come out of the game the athletic trainers and the coaching staff know that 
well, he's not getting back in the game. So, you know, now it's that next man up philosophy of getting the next person in there. And we take care of the player that, uh, that has the injury. And, you know, when they're ready to go, then it's ready to go. So that's a different mentality than it was at previous times. Like you would always like get back out, get ready to get back on the field. Is that how it was like when you came through? <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I, when I was a player, it, it was, uh, you know, rub some dirt on it, get back in. Yeah. Oh, you bumped your head. All right. Suck it up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it, that's, is that, that's no longer the mentality of the whole NFL nation. I mean, you know, football nation. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe so. I mean, we don't, uh, we don't do that at, uh, at Darien in the football program. It's, you know, we're, we're in close contact with the athletic trainers and, you know, in turn, the doctors that provide services for our team. And, you know, they, they tell us what the player can and cannot do. You know, as an example, I have a player right now who's got a patellar tendonitis and he's, going to stay out a few days does he want to go in he probably wants to go in but do you listen to the players if they come out like i got it i I can do a coach like rudy you know i can do a coach (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no in in those aspects we we don't listen to the players you know we we can't take a verbal confirmation from them that they're good we have to we have to make sure that the training staff and and doctor staff tells us that they're good to go well, as part of that, sorry, Taylor, can I stay on this train yeah, with them? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Taylor's going to sit back and have a drink or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, we talked about pressures, right, and in, in, in the injuries here. Um, talk about how parents plan for that, pressure from parents. How supportive, unsupportive do you feel from parents? How involved are they? And, like, you know, if you have – and then how that lends to the, the um, physical injury health side, do you have parents that are saying, like, that are giving you direction or is that again, not part of the equation you're talking to your athletic staff, you're not even involved with parents. Like what's the relationship? I, I mean, certainly when, in, when a player is injured, we touch base with the parents and talk about, you know, what the plan is and they keep us updated. And, you know, we make sure that they know that, you know, once, once they get cleared by the doctor, they also have to make sure they touch base with our training staff and so on. Um, so there's really, really not, you know, a huge involvement, but, you know, we do have to communicate. Do you feel support from parents here in Darien or in your, in your career in general? Have parents been supportive or have you been given a lot of crap for some of your decisions over the years? Um, well, certainly it, you know, it depends on where you come from. I, you know, I've come from some really good programs that have had success and don't have many parent problems, but I've also been in situations where, you know, the lack of success of the program lended to parent problems. So, you know, it really, the biggest thing I can do as a coach is, is communicate. And if I communicate and everybody knows where I'm coming from and what we're doing and why we're doing it, then that usually lends itself to less problems. You know, the most problems that we deal with would probably be questions about playing time and, th- and different things like that. And, Always. you know, that's, that's part of our evaluation process every day. You know, we look at, uh, we look at the players that we have and, you know, where are we, where, where do we want to go? And so, you know. yeah, let's reframe that a little bit as a parent of, you know, a seventh grade football player. Um, what do you need from families? What do you want from us? It, it's just support of the program, you know, be, being supportive of their player. And, you know, I, I think a lot of uh, there might be a lot of pressure on younger players when parents are engaged and involved. And, uh, 
certainly, you know, as, as a seventh grader, they, they don't need that much pressure. You know, what, what they need to do is have some fun and enjoy football. And, you know, that has that trickle up effect. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Do you feel supported by the town and the, Oh, absolutely. We, there's so much support in this town. It's unbelievable. And every blue wave pride, <laughs> yeah. pride. we've got a flag hanging. Exactly. In there. <laughs> um, you know, one of the, one of the greatest things that we see every year is the, uh, annual football car wash and, you know, people just come out in no pun intended waves and <laughs> you all these players are coming together and washing all these cars and, you know, people have been at games like, oh, hey, coach, or, you know, I used to work at Roten Point Association for years, and, you know, members that don't even have people in the program would come to the car wash and say hi because they wanted to support the program. So it's really a really great community, and, you know, Dr. Adley and uh, Mrs. Dunn and, uh, you know, uh, Chris Manfredonia, the AD, very supportive and help us to do whatever we need to do to accomplish where we are. Good, good. And I imagine it's probably not a win-loss record, but how do you define success for an athlete? Well, I I think the success of an athlete is, uh, you know, I look at the smile on their face. You know, it's, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw. If that player, we put that player in the best position possible and, they had a personal success, then, you know, I can see it. I obviously no one likes to lose, but, uh, you know, especially with the program that we've established here and the success rate, but, uh, you know, sometimes that happens, you know, uh, we ended up losing the game last year. We probably shouldn't have, and, you know, it is what it is mm. happens. Mm. So, you know, you mentioned, by the way, playtime before, and actually that's a great call, you know, as a, as a mom, as a, as a chick, I guess I didn't really think about this originally, but <laughs> I'd be thinking, you know, a lot of guys out there, you know, potential football people in current athlete, current varsity athletes might be thinking, how do I get more playtime? So can you, is there a formula for that or what, what do you, how do you answer that? Well, it's a, for, for us as coaches, it's an evaluation process to, yeah. you know, to get the right players in the right position and like an ongoing know, evaluation process. It's ongoing. It, it could, it could change in two weeks. You know, we might have a, a player who's a starter now, but the player behind him is putting in extra effort and they could end up splitting some playing time with uh, the person that's behind them. So you're looking for effort, athletic ability, effort time spent yeah absolutely that's and then it's again it's a it's part of our evaluation process to put the right kids in the the right position and you know we there's been times that that we put a player you know say at defensive end and that's really not working for him but if we move in the defensive tackle then that ends up being his position and you know it's it, it's a constant evaluation process for us i like that what about good attitude do you promote that on the team? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We don't. Uh, there's no tolerance for you know negativity. Uh, we've always been a good sportsman, sportsmanship team. Uh, you know, we have good relationships with with officials and things like that. We don't berate officials and you know make sure that you know pick up other players that that get knocked down and so on. It's it's all part of the game. I like that. Other than the car wash, do you do anything with the kids like outside? playing football like do you do anything in the community together or? yeah absolutely we have a number of different things that uh that the players do that uh the program organizes uh 
there's a, uh, I think it's in February, they do a um, men making pies thing and they it's a it's a good uh you know organizational thing and you know it's uh just contributing giving back to the community uh you know we try and uh anytime we have uh the youth camps or anything like that or some kind of clinic i, I always make sure that the players come on out and you know support the younger players and you know whatever we can do uh you know last year we uh with the uh masks and covid we put together a fundraiser for post 53 we raised a bunch of money oh, and and gave them a donation from the money that we made off of the masks wow that is great we had them in here we talked to them they actually talked about how they got some great support over um over the last year, they got like tremendous funding. So you guys are one of the ones that helped them out. That's awesome. Yep. yep. Good job, coach. So what are your um, personal goals? Like I know you probably have to say you're going to stay here forever, but would you ever coach <laughs> in college? <laughs> um, I would not coach in college uh, only because um, it's an unstable environment. It, it really, you know, having success here in a high school program and success in a college program are two totally different things there there it's pressure to win there it's you know you have to do it or else you're on the chopping block you could be there one year you could be there three years you know here you know we may have we may have a down year but you know we're always it, it's a cycle and we're always going to get back to that point and you know as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do you're kind of safe secure and it's not like that in the college realm yeah it's not so uh short-sighted right how do the kids look like they're shaping up you know regionally we're, statewide we're we're gonna be a very solid football team this year awesome. we have uh you know um obviously i came from the defensive side of the ball uh we're gonna have one of the top defenses in the state this year uh Got some great players, you know, Christian Allegra at safety, Alec Medwar at uh, at corner, you know, David Ivanchek at defensive end. Uh, you know, they're really solid performers on that side of the ball. Love the Ivanchek uh, family. That's <laughs> yeah, quite a family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, um, offensively, uh, we've got lots of weapons, uh, you know, starting with the quarterback, Miles Drake, and, uh, you know, slot receiver, Jeremiah Stafford, uh, um, you know, Minicus at, at wide receiver, and, you know, a whole boatload of other, other players that are contributing, you know, Carson Drake at, uh, at tackle, Bo Hancock at guard. Uh, we get a lot of solid senior players that – you know, really is where your bread is buttered, so to speak, because, you know, we do play a lot of seniors and a lot of seniors are contributors. Other teams don't have that, uh, you know, kind of luxury, if you want to want to call it that, because they might have to play a sophomore because they're not deep, mm -hmm. you know, so we're fortunate. Uh, a lot of seniors really play for us. Are we deep all the way down the line? Like, are, is the subscription at like the or the enrollment at the lower grade levels as strong as it needs to be for you to feel comfortable for you know ten plus more years? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this this year's uh, freshman class was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, it's it's probably our lowest in terms of numbers in 
the past 10 years. Uh, so there, there's like 37 players. Uh, traditionally, we've had like 55 to 60 to start the season. And then, you know, we trickle down to get to like 55, 60 uh, at, by the end of the season. So wow. a little bit different this year. Uh, I actually was going to ask something that's not super ex- um overly pleasant to talk about, but it is an interesting topic. You know, we've covered a few times on different, with different guests here about um, the substance abuse here in town. And I wondered if that had come up with you as an issue on your team and how you handle that instances like that um, in season or out of season, if that comes to your plate. Well, for, for us is really no tolerance policy. You know, it's uh, if you, if you see something, say something type, type of thing for us, uh, if a player gets gets caught, they're they're going to be, you know, we're going to work with the administration at the school and determine what the penalty is going to be for that. And um, certainly, we tell the guys that there's no tolerance policy and that they shouldn't be doing this stuff. And you know, even though we have you know programs like Safe Ride and so on in town, uh, we're not you know promoting any of that stuff. We're, we're telling them to stay away and and don't do it because it affects you as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Are there academic thresholds they have to meet to stay on the team? Uh, I believe so. I think uh, it's it, up it, to somebody it, else. It, it's up, <laughs> up to somebody else. Uh, I I think it's uh, they have to uh, be taking five classes and pass four of them and maintain like a one point five average or something to uh, be eligible. Cool. Basic there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I did want to know what your favorite pie was for the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't attend this year, but, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of apple pie. Yeah. Apple pie. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, I don't know. I'm a pecan myself. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> After the picture on the motorcycle, I think we should get his address. He's going to get like a whole boatload of apple yeah. pies delivered to his door. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Ladies, uh, the coach likes apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I'm looking forward to this season. Um, thank you for stepping up and for being such a role model for our kids and, you know, leading them in victory, I hope, this year. And um, thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies, very much. Yeah. We'll be on the sidelines, especially the New Canaan game. All right. We'll see so, you there, coach. We'll sounds good. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.